Hi friends, this is Jillian and Kaylin, and you're listening to In Case You Missed It on Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on navigating the ups and downs of adulthood, from managing stress and finances to crushing your career and love life. Tune in every Monday as we share game-changing tips from our guests that you might have missed. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Are there some examples of effective language that people can use in a negotiation or phrases to just avoid altogether? One of the easiest techniques that I keep coming back to is asking questions. So instead of telling somebody, for example, that's never going to work. How about you say something like, what do you think the client would think about that? Or how do you think so-and-so would respond to that? You know, there, there's all these ways that you can go into tell mode or you can go to ask mode. What about that is difficult for you? If someone is in a job offer situation and we can't do that right now, okay, when is the right time for us to have the conversation? What is it that you're looking for specifically? When you get them talking, Mm -hmm. they're giving away loads of information. And so information is power. I think we can all agree on that. So they could give you all the ammunition you need in order to build your case later if you need to, or... You, they can, you can get them talking about themselves so that they think it's their idea instead of yours, right? So when you Brilliant. say something like, what do you think the client would say about that? They're going to go, oh, right, right. That's a terrible idea. Instead of you going, that's awful. Shut it down right now. There's lots of ways to manage around those, but questions is one of the easiest ways to do that. Questions are also a really great way of managing that likability factor because you're not seen as aggressive, abrasive, bitchy, and so on. So you're asking how or what type questions are going to get the conversation going instead of shutting it down. So because I'm not suggesting yes or no questions. If you ask somebody a no question, they're likely going to give you a no. And so you don't want to just close it. You want to find a way to open up the conversation and expand on, tell me a little bit more about that. What is it about that that is challenging for you? How can I help in these things? And whenever I'm going into a negotiation of any kind with a new client, for example, or I'm talking to somebody about their upcoming conference and I'm, that I'm going to be a speaker at, I get them to start talking first. Tell me a little bit about your company. Tell me a little bit about the challenges that you face so that when it's time for me to share what I do and how I do it, then I can go, that thing that you said earlier, here's how I can help with that. Or I heard you say mm-hmm. this thing, and that's something that's really important to me as well. So if you can get them doing some talking, now you get to use their own words in your pitch or in your proposal or whatever it is. And it's very right. hard for them to say no, because it's a great little boost to their ego in the back of their minds are going, oh, those <laughs> words are familiar. That's that's something that I, I wanna I wanna be doing. Those are the things that you wanna be thinking about. It's it's a much more collaborative approach, but not in a I'm giving you all the power. It's it's right. collaborative in that I'm still in control of this conversation. I'm just gonna do it in a way that is going to be um, less abrasive. That's really smart. Brilliant. Can you talk to us a bit about the importance of using pauses in a negotiation and like allowing room for silence? Yeah, absolutely. So when people get nervous, what happens when you are stressed is you go back to your caveman, cavewoman instincts. You have a physiological response to stress. Your heart starts to race a little bit faster. Your lungs start to take more shallow breaths. And all basically the energy leaves your brain and goes to your limbs. And that's what allows you to run like hell to get away from the saber-toothed tiger of our caveman and cavewoman predecessors. Even though we don't have those same physical threats, we have psychological threats. And so our bodies do exactly the same thing. So when that happens, we are tempted to just think and talk at the same time. 
And when that happens, it's a recipe for disaster. And so pausing has a couple of different effects. One, if you can just pause and take a breath, you will prevent yourself from that verbal diarrhea that will inevitably cause you more pain later. You'll prevent those moments that make you go, oh God, why did I do that? Why did I say that? This is what I should have said, right? Everybody has right. those moments where they walk away and go, oh, why did I think of that at the moment? Because your brain was on overdrive. That's what's expected. So give it a chance to slow down. Pause so that you allow that rational thought to come back into your brain first of all. So it gives you an opportunity to reframe things, to remind yourself of something that you practice, to think of your positive mantra, to take a calming breath, whatever it's going to take to bring you back into the rational zone that you need in order to function properly. There's a reason why my book title is Say Less, Get More. That Say Less yeah. is trivial to make sure that you don't talk yourself out of a deal and that you give everybody in the room enough space to actually get the information you need that's going to help you to close the deal. If you were to pause and go, that's an interesting question. Give me a second to think about that. I would think, oh, wow, that is a considered person. That is a credible response to make sure they're not going to say something stupid, that they're actually going to be considering all of the things that are important to me. Maybe they're even acknowledging me and now I feel like I can trust them. There is so much good that happens when you take that pause. You're creating space for the others to give you information. You're creating space in your own brain. And you're actually looking far more confident than you would be if you were thinking and talking at the same time. I feel like there's a fine line between being assertive versus being aggressive during a negotiation. Yeah. So how how do you navigate that with your clients? Yeah. So there's there's kind of two techniques. One is one I talked about earlier is asking questions, right? So you can be in inquisitive, curious mode instead of tell mode, right? So you're still being assertive mm -hmm. in that you are raising these subject areas. I'm not being aggressive by telling you this is the only way and this is how it must work. It's going, have you thought about doing it this way, right? That's an assertive approach without being aggressive. The other thing that you can do is to be more assertive is watch your language. So we tend to use soft language. We tend to use language that takes away from our messaging and makes us less assertive. So I think it's probably gonna be somewhere around $1,000. All of those extra words need to go. The price is $1,000. For a project like this is $1,000. Those words are gonna sound much more, uh, much more assertive and much more firm then I think it's probably somewhere around in the range of maybe probably actually all of these other words that we use because we're so uncomfortable. So let me think and talk at the same time. Take a pause, cut out all that extra language, and then you'll be able to be more firm. And you won't go to the other extreme of, if, of being aggressive. You're going to have to pay this much if you want me to do those things. Right? So right. You, that's again, say less, get more. Forget all that extra language, just keep it succinct, keep it tight, and you will be plenty assertive without being aggressive. Aggressive is I'm being uh, too emotional about it, I'm being threatening about it, I'm being demanding about it. So you wanna be really careful of that, especially for women. Again, men are forgiven for being aggressive. Men, women generally aren't. So how can people practice negotiating on a daily basis so that they can just crush it when they're in that high stakes negotiation, whether it's the job offer, they're buying a house? Well, I mean, 
practice makes perfect. So if you have opportunities to spend time around children or babysit, that's a really good way <laughs> to flex those muscles and start and start getting that muscle memory that practices your patience as well. Um, I would say go to the flea market and start negotiating for stuff in those kind of low risk circumstances. Go to a car dealership and start talking numbers with somebody. And even if you don't want a car, people are like, well, I don't want to waste people's time. You won't. If you had a great experience, you're going to recommend that person to somebody and they're going to get something out of it in the long term. I'd say call your telecom company, whomever it may be, and start <laughs> renegotiating your current plan. I'm telling you, there's lots of opportunities for savings there all the time. So you don't have to have to necessarily go out and buy stuff you can renegotiate existing stuff but find those low risk opportunities and so can you find somebody with whom you can practice like role play what would it be like if i was buying a souvenir on a beach in mexico from you or you know i'm negotiating a job offer when i tell my students about job offers it's role play role play role play practice say it out loud say it in front of a mirror so when you are saying these words it's not for the first time and your mouth mm -hmm. is comfortable actually spitting them out your brain is used to hearing them and is familiar with them those little things go a really really long way Thanks for starting your week with us. If you enjoyed today's In Case You Missed It, check out our show notes for the full episode. We would love it if you subscribed, left us a comment or a rating, and followed us on Instagram. See you next time.